Back up a word, sing it. Here it comes, ready? Let's go, come on. And welcome to another edition of the weekly wrap-up for the best league around, obviously, fantasy-wise, Dupo's finest fantasy football. Just stacked with juggernauts. So much, so much heat being brought tonight. Uh, I am, of course, Robert Trey Mason, and with me, as always, is Dean Tiki Barber. How's it going, Robbie? You know, it's going pretty good. I, You know, I was just thinking about this. This new update on the iPhone. I can't swipe to to get in. You know, you got to do the thumb tap. Yeah, now. it's really thrown my world into uh, a tizzy. I'm not a big fan of it because when the phone goes goes dark, I got to do it. It's, it's frustrating. It's frustrating. I like the swipe. I like the swipe, too. It's so much easier. And now you got to press the thumb button and stuff. It's frustrating. Frustrating. Well, it's like... Is that progress? I, I felt like it's a step back. <laughs> to me, like, I feel like it's a step back. Having to push a button in doesn't seem like progress to me. No. Swiping something on a flat screen that doesn't require buttons seems like progress to me. Yeah, you'd think they would, I don't know, maybe it's more of a security thing than anything. I don't know, but it's, it? it's frustrating to me. Understandable. I, wanted, I wanted to get it off my chest. <laughs> no, this, is, this is a place to air our grievances about iPhone updates and discuss this Insane fantasy football league. Insane. And what a crazy week it was in week four. <sighs> Just a t- incredible week. I could not believe uh, the games, that the way they turned out. A uh, couple of upsets for sure. Uh, a lot of teams that you really thought were going to get back up on their feet. Um, this is their week to do it. And uh, they disappoint again. Disappointing, and that's going to take us right in to the Big Owls Eat a Lot Resort opening drive of the night. Uh, let's get into last week. Let's get into what actually happened. And like you said, uh, some upsets, some surprising finishes. We had some close games, kind of coming down to the wire on Monday night. It was an exciting week to watch. It was. Uh, it really took us down to the wire. I really, uh, I really thought this Monday night game. Um, it really played a big role in a couple games, and uh, there were, you know, a couple of games there where, um, you know, if some people had some really big games, there could have been some, you know, what would have been upsets at that point. Um, but, again, a lot of people fell short. Absolutely. And you look at uh, one of the games that we were really looking into last week uh was the Daily Llamas going against the MFers? Um, that game we thought was going to be the premier match of the week, um, and it lived up to the hype. It certainly did. Um, you know, I'd have to say the biggest story, obviously, of the week, the biggest story of that game is the Julio Jones game, without a doubt. Um, you know, if he doesn't do that for the Llamas, uh, you know, that team isn't where it is and nor is uh the team formerly known as the replacements um 
you know, nor are they 0-4 at this point, which is just absolutely shocking. The league is shocked. Absolutely. And you look at it, you, if that team comes out, I mean, Odell Beckham, if he has any sort of game, any sort of game at all, if he even comes close to his projected 19 points, uh, the MFers get on the board and, and win a game. And, and one in three in this league, as as we'll talk about with the standings, looks a whole lot better than 0-4. 0-4 is not a place he wants to be. 1-3 uh, could have changed the landscape of his season. And now we're looking at it at 0-4. Where, where can he go from here? You know, last week we were saying it's only up from here for the artist formerly known as the replacements. But uh, uh, the hole keeps getting deeper and deeper. Um, he, this may be a team, like we said last week, we were talking about relocation. They may be, may be playing from China by the end of this season, maybe even by the middle of the season. We don't even know. I mean, is this a situation, uh, we talked about it last week where the fans are in an uproar and, and after losing last week in a game where going into Monday night, they're probably a little confident they're going to get a win. Uh, it doesn't happen again. And we talked about the owner a little suspect as to what's going on in the ownership and it, it, it comes back again loses again where does it go from here i, I don't know i it's shocking to me I'm, I'm completely shocked not unlike the orioles blue jays game i'm pretty sure i saw a couple beer cans flying at that owner's owner's feet when he was walking off the field that after that game it's not good fans are upset um i i heard there was a couple fights in the stands um it, it's not good it's not good and, and I'm interested to see where he's going to go. Is he going to go back into a fire sale? I mean, we're four games into this now, and it, and it doesn't look promising right now. You know, we were talking about last week, um, you know, just we're recapping the first three weeks, and we're talking about, um, you know, how certain owners where, you know, uh, you have a bad couple first weeks, you start to panic, um, you start thinking maybe it's fire sale time already. Um, but, you know, good owners know if, if they did their work for the draft, which it appeared that this owner did, um, you know, they couldn't have done anything more the year before to set themselves up for and what appeared to be a fantastic draft for them. Um, you know, they had themselves set up, but, you know, this is week five. You know, we're talking, you know, three more weeks. We're pretty much, what, halfway through the season? Absolutely. So, um, or not even that, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, because we're talking about playoffs at that point. Right. And let's look at this. He didn't start a defense. What does that say? I mean, if he starts a defense, even if you just pick up a defense, that, that could have changed his season. And the fact that he just let Green Bay sit there with zero points um, with his opponent, the Llamas, getting 11 points out of his defense, I... I don't want to come out and say that there's conspiracies, but, I mean, gosh, when you don't start a full roster, how can you not start pointing some fingers? From what, You know, uh, there was talk this week from what I heard on the message board about uh, a certain owner coming on the podcast here and uh, possibly doing an interview. And at this point, you know, we may have to start a second podcast for all the questions that need to get answered for the team known as the formerly known as the replacements because there are just so many questions revolving around this team and circling this team it's truly unbelievable um is this an owner that can pick himself up by the bootstraps at this point it's looking like he doesn't even care at this point it looks like he's thrown in the towel i mean he has the talent there he's just not putting it together it looks like he's not even 
looking through the week is just throwing throwing a roster out there, not even a full roster, and just hoping for the best. I don't like it. We're going to keep looking into this as the weeks go. We may start seeing a fire sale. I don't know. But what I want to do right now, I want to switch gears going from the bottom to the top. Yeah, we're going to start from the bottom, and now we're at the top. The has-beens once again wins another game, um, puts up 153 points. Somehow this team keeps winning, and I just don't get it. I don't understand how this team is 4-0. I'm not sure the owner or the manager even understand how they're 4-0. But, um, you know, this is an owner that we have seen in the past, does his homework, he puts in the work, heavy lifting, and, uh, you know, again, it maybe. Maybe the heavy lifting in the past is paying off in a little bit of luck for this season, too. But what you can't argue with is results. And, and I will say this. This guy is 4-0 and now, and he still stands strong at the top of the league. It's just truly unbelievable, especially against a team like Tim's terrific team. Where we're expecting a breakout week at any point for this guy. Yeah, you know, I mean, his, his team seems to be stacked. Yeah, I mean, you, you're getting... 23 points out of Kirk Cousins, not something that he's going to do every week. Um, you know, Antonio Brown puts up the numbers that he should. He Antonio Brown's Antonio points. Brown. Yeah, I mean, he, he was there. You know, he gets some uh, – he, he was there. It was there for the triple T's, as I'm going to call him, uh, to get a win. He doesn't – I mean – if there was one game this week that really rattled the league up, I think it was that Pittsburgh KC game. Absolutely, that was a really uh, that that game was pretty polarizing, from what I understand on the message board. Um, you know, going down there, also, um, you know, the one question, one of the questions this guy has in the lineup is is really probably an Alshon Jeffrey at this point. I'm not saying this is a guy you can definitely sit every week. Um, he is definitely a guy that you know for most offenses. Um, is usually kind of your uh, one of your cornerstones, but uh, he's a little banged up as usual. Um, and this week they're hurting because Cutler's out. Absolutely, and really, I mean, when you look at the team going into that week, are you going to start John Brown over Alshon Jeffrey? More times than not, you're not going to because John Brown's not going to put up 24 points like he did. Um, on Sunday, he hasn't it, been getting the targets this year. He hasn't been getting the targets. Larry Fitzgerald's getting the majority of the targets right. there in Arizona, um, especially now that Carson Palmer's out. I don't necessarily know that I would be starting Brown over Jeffrey, but now that you're seeing the results that are happening, you got to find something to maybe to replace Alshon Jeffrey. I don't know. Uh, a lot of questions for that. A lot of questions there. Here. He's a really – this is another guy right now. This team is one and three. Um, you know, like we said, we're coming up close to the midway point of the season. Um, yeah, six teams get into the playoffs now um, with the expansion this year. But you're one and three. Um, you know – on paper, your team may look good, uh, but maybe you should give the re- team formerly known as the replacements a call and see what that gets you. Absolutely. Now let's go from one newcomer to the league to another newcomer with probably the biggest shock of the week. Uh, we talked about last week going in that we thought Dick Knuckle Push would put up another big day and uh, should have rolled over the cockeyed sucking bulls. Um, but it went a little bit opposite. I mean, the Bulls had the highest point total this week, and somehow, some way, 
He wins again. He wins again. This team is three and one. He is three and one, and now Dick Knuckle pushes three and one. It's truly unbelievable. Um, you know, I, I I think I sat here last week predicting Knuckle Push again to be the buzzsaw of the week, uh, and somehow uh, he gets the saw turned back against him. Um, it's just depressing. Uh, you know, from what I hear, uh, they took an extra day off of practice. Um, on Tuesday because uh, the big night was on uh, Monday night where they were hoping uh, they could get some huge performances um, out of Kyle Rudolph and and Stefan Diggs. And, uh, you know, Rudolph looked great, but Diggs again, um, after he had that big week two, I believe, this year, um, hasn't shown up yet again. And, uh, again, that is an owner there. From what I understand, he had a couple meetings with Diggs this week and, uh, you know, kind of laid out what their expectations are because he's not meeting them. Absolutely. And I know that you're close to the situation. I know you were there talking to the owner. Um, I, I know that the owner was pretty heated. There was there was a lot of things said, um, things that we can't mention on the air, but you were there. You got a chance to talk to him just a little bit. If you could paraphrase just a, a little bit as to how the owner's feeling coming out of this this last week's loss, uh, sh- try and shed a little light on how he's feeling coming into now a week five. Yeah, um, you know, it, it was not unlike, um, you know, maybe some Tony LaRusa interviews I've heard before in the past. Uh, this guy, he just kept getting prodded by the pe- press, and uh, he didn't want to hear it after a tough loss like that. He came in really confident that week. Um, you know, like we said, there are a couple things uh, – you know, that were said that, you know, maybe we can or cannot play on the podcast. Um, but, you know, there is a cut uh, from the press conference that I think we'd like to play. Let's just go to that now. Are we happy with the outcome? No. You think you but, – but can you tell me, you don't think a Drew Brees ain't going to get his? You think a Matt Forte ain't going to get his? You think a Stephon Diggs ain't going to get his? It's hard for me to stand up here. When I know the owner of the Bulls is out there chirping in my players' ears after the game. I tell you what, you come talk to me, man. You come talk to me. I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm 30. You come talk to me. Wow. That was, uh, wow. Uh, Not much you can say after that. Obviously, it was something that uh, he, he felt very strongly about, something that, Probably should have been said. I mean, when you look at his team, there are some guys that were obviously producing earlier in the year um, in those first three games. In week four, maybe it was just one of those off weeks. I mean, Drew Brees only gets 15 points. That's not going to happen very often. No, uh, Drew Brees underperforming there. Matt Forte with a tough game. You know, they were going up up against that tough Seattle defense, but we've been seeing some cracks in that defense at the beginning of this year so far. So, you know, we were hoping to at least get to – um, within, you know, they were hoping at least to get into, you know, within a couple points of the projected there, but uh, just didn't happen. And again, an underperformance from Diggs. Um, you know, this is a guy that was possibly up on the trading block on a sell high situation earlier in the year, from what I understand, in the front office there. And they had, you know, they believed in this guy and they said, you know, we think you're. Uh, somebody that we can build this organization on, and uh, we're somebody you know we want to hang on to you. And uh, I don't know if 
I'm not sure what has been said since then, specifically in those uh, you know closed door meetings. But uh, I know they are happy with his performance so far. You know, the strange thing about that audio, but I don't even know what the question was. But it, whatever it was, it really set him off. Yeah, it was a situation. It was. It sounded more like a Cal May type question, where it just kind of rubs some rubs the owner the wrong way, and he just kind of was fed up. Like you said, he was getting haggled by the press, um, and he just kind of lost it there for a second. Yeah, uh, you know. Uh, we'll see, uh, you know, hopefully, uh, this is an owner I know that, uh, is going to get in there and rally the troops here, hopefully for a strong showing against Bluter Water Tower in the week coming up. Um, but you know, beyond that, uh, you know, not a point total to shake a stick at necessarily, you know, to definitely, uh, nothing to be ashamed of there. Uh, you know, with a 141 point total, but what can you do when uh, the cockeyed sucking bulls are projected 137 and they come out strong with a 168? I mean, Big Ben going for 43, almost 44 points. Yeah, I mean, four in touchdowns in the first half is not <laughs> not something you want to see when you're playing the Bulls. Um, you know, obviously we've talked about it before. There's a lot of guys on this roster that are are performing at a rate that we just don't see continuing. Um, to happen we're, we're going to talk a little bit more about that later uh there was two more games this this past week that were a little bit on the lower uh scoring side a couple close games um the the doug's lemons and hashtag fantasy lives matter nobody really cared about this game uh it, it obviously showed in the scoring um it, it was something that we were all hoping for a tie or at least both of them losing um it was not a good game to watch uh, but somehow, hashtag Fantasy Lives Matter gets their first win. They're one in three. Uh, maybe a confidence booster, uh, but going against Doug's Lemmings, it's it's nothing really to talk about. No, you know, it's something, uh, you know, you'll take wins where you can get them when you're going in uh, over for the year at that point um, for hashtag Fantasy Lives Matters. But I got to say, this may be the beginning of the end for this Doug's Lemmings team. I just don't see how they have the steam to go forward and, and, and plot through this season. Uh, I just don't see that they have enough dynamic players uh, to uh, go forward and make any type of playoff push uh, going forward in this year. But I will say this, uh, what is interesting is, is this an owner that's mailing it in at this point? Uh, I'm just taking a look at who this particular owner is starting this week, and from what I can see, three of their pe- three of his people are on a bye week. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, I I don't know what's going on with that ownership. Maybe it's something kind of on the line of the uh, MFers that we talked about earlier. Um, is this team does do they even care? Do they even care? I don't know. We've we tried getting uh, some of our sources to get a comment from that owner. He won't even talk to the media. Um, it, it's it. We can't even get anything out of it. So we're we're keeping people on it. We're going to try and figure this thing out to to let our fans know what's going on there because I know people are upset. Um, you know when you come in and you're following this fantasy league, you're looking into things and you see a, you see an owner that just you can just see it that they don't care. It's not something that people want to see. No, it uh, definitely riles up a fan base, as we can see with uh, the, the MFers. Uh, this Doug's Lemmings team, um, yeah, I mean, is this a team that won the championship, uh, I, I believe, two times in this league before, which is, uh, you know, truly an anomaly in itself. I'm not sure how that's possible. Uh, 
looking at the drafts that this team has had, besides the luck that they had in those years whenever they won, you know, I think what has brought this team uh, down to earth in these last couple years is that definitely this year with the expansion, um, this team just completely, uh, you know, should have wore his depends to the draft because that was a tough one. Absolutely. And going into the other game, the last game of the week was those Rowdy Rafter bunch going against the Blue Water Tower. A tough week for Blue Water Tower. Only getting 94 points. Cam Newton gets hurt. Um, you know, he has a couple players on that roster, three of them actually, that um, doesn't even get 10 points. They don't even come close to their projected scoring. Um, his kicker gets minus one. Uh, it just was not a good week for the water tower. Yeah, that was a tough week for the blue water tower. Anything, you're, anytime you're talking sub 100, that is just absolutely brutal. Um, you know that rowdy rafter bunch. Um, they are a rowdy rafter bunch. You know I like this team. Um, I think the owner has uh, definitely uh, got his vision set up for the season. This is a guy that is uh, looking forward. Uh, at this point, making a lot of good decisions. Um, and he gets some big weeks out of certain guys, uh, namely the cornerstone of the offense there, DeMarco Murray. This guy is impressive. Um, I can't believe the year he's having so far. It's just fantastic. Carlos Hyde, again, overperforming the projected. Uh, he's finally kicked it into gear for that team. Um, you know, you got to hand it to the uh, Rowdy Rafter Bunch owner for sticking with Hyde at this point because those first couple weeks were tough to bear. Yeah, tough weeks coming into uh, this week with Carlos Hyde. Um, got some good performances out of some, some guys. Uh, it seems like this owner um, is starting to get some – getting the right pieces um, out there to get a win. They may not be the prettiest wins, but when you're in a league like this, a win is a win. Um, and like Al Davis says, just win, baby. And that's what the Rowdy Rafter Bunch did last week. Um, we'll see what happens going forward. There's There obviously is some quarterback issues on this team. Um, if he can get a quarterback that can uh, – get a little bit more offense going for him with uh, with what else is going on with Murray and Olsen and some of the other pieces. I, I think this team can, can make a push for another playoff run like he did last year. Uh, looking forward to seeing what comes up after that. Yeah. Uh, what, I, uh, what, what I'd like to take a look at here, though, is uh, I'm looking at uh, this Blue Water Tower team, and uh, in, in the past couple weeks, I'd thought it looked like a pretty strong team but as i take a closer look here this is a team that had a couple guys and maybe we mentioned this last week uh, a couple guys that were really outperforming um not unlike this cockeyed sucking bulls team and uh you know that came to light this last week you know that sterling shepherd um does this guy have talent sure he's not necessarily going to put up steady points for you every week a charles sims um, coming back down to earth here. That was a tough game for them. You know, we're playing against the Denver defense. So, yeah, he's going to have a tough week. I definitely understand that. Um, but this guy's got a lot of questions up and down the lineup besides that Cam Newton. And this guy's even questionable now. Right. And we, I think we, I'm pretty sure we talked about it last week. He has a lot of guys that he picked up, um, a lot of the backups, um, especially in the running back game uh, with Sims and Coleman, who's sharing carries with Freeman. Um, you have some second third wide receiver type guys in his roster 
Um, so maybe it's not so much of a surprise that he only put up 94 points. And with Cam Newton um, kind of banged up and he has some other um, question marks there in the lineup, it'll be interesting to see what the water tower does as far as maybe getting on the waiver wire, maybe trying to make a trade um, and then seeing what happens from there. Yeah, I will say this. This is a team you shouldn't count out. This is a team everybody counted out last year. And, and what do you know? They end up playing uh, in the in the championship game. Yeah, was it the most disappointing championship game that's ever been played in this league? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But you have to give it to the owner for making that push at the end of the season. Yeah, did they ride Cam Newton's shoulders all the way to the end? Did it make any sense? No, it didn't make any sense. But, uh, yeah, this is a team that uh, plowed through, stuck with it, uh, didn't give up, and they were in the championship game last year. So, you know, uh, don't count this guy out. Absolutely. Let's go into first down. Let's take a look around the league. Let's see what's going on in the transaction wires. Let's look at the standings. Let's see what's going on in the league right now. Um, just kind of going over the standings. Obviously, the has been sitting up there at the top, um, followed by the Nick, uh, Dick, uh, Knuckle Push and the Daily Llamas and the Sucking Bulls at 3-1. and one. You got to – are these – when you look at the standings right now after week four – a quarter of a way through the NFL season. Um, obviously, uh, our fantasy league here is cut a little short because we, we start the playoffs there um, a little sooner. Are you surprised by what you see in the top four? Do you think those top four teams are going to be those top four teams for the season? You kind of go with a little second tier with some of those teams at two and two and one and three. Or do you think we're going to keep seeing some shuffling going through the standings as the weeks go on? Yeah, you know, uh, this cockeyed sucking Bulls team, uh, I'm not sure how they're in fourth place at this point, um, but they are sitting there in fourth place. Do I think this is a team uh, that has staying power there? Unfortunately, no, I don't. Um, I just don't see where they have it in the roster. And also, this is a team, once these bye weeks start coming up, that's what really shows the true owner's skill. Um, and we're going to wait to see what really happens there. Uh, the first three there, hard to argue with. The has-beens, they're 4-0, um, you know, highest point total so far. But once again, this uh, has-beens team has the lowest points scored against somehow. This seems to happen almost every year, but this team – barely ever gets points scored on it. He seems to play everybody in their worst week somehow. Um, you know, and so that is something that's definitely propping that team up at this point. But uh at a certain point this guy will be brought down back to earth, will be my guess, because this team um not quite as strong as it has been in years past. But the Daily Llamas team really strong. The Dick Knuckle push also looking really strong. Um so you know I am anxious to see uh, what shuffles around there, especially in those top three spots as this season moves along here. Was absolutely, and it, it almost seems like the has-beens are almost playing with house money right now. It seems like they're just kind of they're, they're putting their team out there and they're just kind of letting it ride right now. It's almost like they're just they're riding a high right now. I mean, they're 4-0. I mean, you can't, you can't not respect the, the 4-0, but like you said, it seems like they're playing everybody on their their worst week, um, and I, I really think that the the knuckle push and the llamas are going to keep trending upward. Um, this, they they both have really good depth, um, and I think those teams are going to be right there at the top three um, throughout the whole season. Now going into that second tier, you know you're looking at that five, six, seven, eight tier. You got some two and two teams, and you got some one and three teams. What do you think happens there? Do you think some of these teams can make that jump 
into the top four, or do you think they're going to be kind of lingering right there where they're at right now? Do you see maybe the hashtag Fantasy Lives Matter or the MFers kind of moving up into that second tier, or, or do you think they're going to hang down pretty low still? Yeah, this is, you know, uh, I'll tell you what's incredible to me. Just taking a look at this right away. I know we're in the second tier here, but if you take a look and we're all just all, go, you know, go to the playoffs right now, Tim's terrific team somehow is out of the playoffs. Right. Um, you know, that was a team that I really had my eye on with the, when this season started. Um, yeah, do they have a really good point total? They've scored a lot of points but look how many points they've had scored against them so far this season absolutely um a lot of tough luck i will say this um this is a team that's really sticking with it um as you can see that hasn't made many moves on the waiver wire so you know this is a team that's really uh, i think they're just getting started um i think what we're gonna see here um uh, between blue water tower rider rafter bunch tim's terrific team doug's lemmings um i see tim's terrific team trending up i see the rowdy rafter bunch um, probably trending up as well. Like I said, there are a lot of questions on these Blue Water Tower. And this Doug's Lemmings team, shocking to me that they're even in eighth place at this point. But uh, you can look at what the state of those two teams below them is. Um, and, you know, you know, it kind of makes sense that they're sitting in that eighth spot at this point. Um, but this Doug's Lemmings team is a team that I am not high on at this point. Um, and, again, Blue Water Tower um, – you know, they're in the fifth spot, hard to argue with, um, but I, I just can't see this team trending up from this point. Um, but I will still say for Blue Water Tower and Tim's terrific team, we already know this about Blue Water Tower. This is a team that does not trade. This is a team that doesn't make any moves. Um, it's truly unbelievable the push that they made last year um, by really barely doing anything. Um, you know, certain guys get out at the right time. Um, you're going to make a push like that. But, um, you know, they are two teams that have a lot of money left to spend. Um, so, you know, they're being smart, saving up that waiver money when, uh, you know, there's potential some injuries later in the season. We're going to need, you know, when they're going to need to make some big moves when the playoff push starts coming. Um, so, yeah, I, I see Tim's terrific team and the Rowdy Rafter Bunch probably trending up in that in that grouping right there. And going into the the budget and the waivers and stuff like that, um, looking at some transactions, I mean, you have, I mean, when you look at, like, hashtag Fantasy Lives Matter, for instance, they only have $18 left after week four, and you're sitting at one and three. Um, maybe you're overspending a little bit much. Um, I mean, even the Daily Llamas, you look at that, though, they have $37 left, but they're sitting at three and one. It right. seems like... You know, you look at one team and they're spending a lot of money and not making the right moves. Are they overspending for players? And then you look at the Llamas, who have $37 left, but they're sitting at 3-1 and one making the right moves. Yeah, they are making the right moves. Um, you know, it, it is tough. You know, that budget that you're, that you're given there, um, you know, it's hard to make the right call at the right time to drop that high dollar amount. Um, you know, when something big happens, there's a big injury at the beginning of the year. Um, you can see dropping some cash. Um, have there been some big injuries this year? Yeah, I, I suppose that AP injury is pretty big, but it hasn't meant anything large for the other backs in the backfield there. Um, so, you know, um, it's really hard to say, um, you know, what the right way is to use or manage that money. But I will say this, it is in it may, and it makes it a, the year a lot tougher whenever you spend all of that money and you're still not seeing any performance like we're seeing from hashtag Fantasy Lives Matter and they're sitting in the second to last spot in the league right now. And it makes it real tough, like you said, later in the year 
when you're probably pressing a little bit trying to get into the playoffs and you don't have any money to spend and the trade deadline has passed and you're getting to a point to where you're kind of stuck in that middle ground where you can't make a lot of moves and you're hoping to get guys for less money um, where you have a lot of other guys that have a ton of money and they can kind of just throw money to get the guys that they want and maybe overspend a little bit um, for some guys that you may want that you don't have a lot of money left now. Yeah, it's, uh, it, you know, like you said, there's no perfect way or necessarily absolutely the right way to manage that money as the season goes along. Um, but you can see when money isn't managed correctly. And so far right now, I'd have to say the number one abuser of that um, or the number one culprit of bad spending this year has been Fantasy Lives Matter. Yeah, and if you look at um, the cockeyed sucking balls, uh, they have $42 left. Now, I know they've kind of overpaid for some players, but it seems to be working right now. You're sitting at 3-1. and one. Um, Will that continue? Uh, I, I don't think so, but um, that's something that we'll have to just kind of continue to look at. Um, now going in maybe some trades now, we've had some sources out in the league because this is kind of the moment um, after four weeks where people start – kind of panicking a little bit or trying to add that extra piece where they think that maybe, you know, if I get this guy, it kind of puts me over the top and maybe separates myself from the rest of the league. Um, are you hearing any trade rumors that are out there right now? Maybe uh, some of your sources have kind of uh, let you know about some trades that might be happening. Yeah, from what we understand at this point, uh, from all the sources that I've been able to, uh, um, you know, talk to um, is that this – Daily Llamas Bunch is really being aggressive right now uh, on the trading block. Um, you know, from what we understand, they have a lot of pieces they're wanting to move. They're trying to acquire those um, key spots for this playoff push that they're trying to, um, you know, jump into and make this big championship run. Um you know, they can see the vulnerability from what I understand in the has-beens lineup, and what they're trying to do is build this team as a championship team. Well, and what we've talked about before, this is a league that doesn't like to trade much. This is a league that doesn't like got people hold on to players. They don't necessarily trade a lot um, unless they get everything under the sun. Um, so it it's going to be tough to trade in this league. Now, I know some sources have um, that I've talked to um, have said that the Rowdy Rafter Bunch has uh, been trying to make some trades and people are not really jumping. But like you said, I've, I've talked and heard from uh, some sources that the, the Daily Llamas, like you said, are trying to get that extra piece. Um, we know that the has-beens are the type of team that will try and uh, sneak up on some people and try and finagle a trade that – um, wouldn't necessarily happen in most leagues, but somehow he talks his way into getting a player here and there. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next weeks as uh, some players are getting hurt and people are going to try and making some trades to uh, better their team. Yeah, from what we understand, um, you know, this this has-beens team is really a team that likes to play a lot of mind games, likes to lord their uh, information of uh, NFL football over people's heads and make them feel stupid and try to back other teams into trades that they're not wanting to 
do. Uh, so, you know, that is something that that team is notorious for. It's something to look forward, uh, you know, or into going forward for the rest of the season um, because we could see some uh, real trade action here coming up soon because there are t- some teams that are going to start really feeling the pressure if they already aren't in this league, um, and they're going to want to start making some moves here soon. Name of this team, um, the MFers, I, you know, it is going to get to be trade time here soon, I, I think. Um, now, what, what does that mean? Does that mean we're selling the house and, and starting to build for next year already? Or is this somebody that's going to try to really make wheel and deal and try to make a push? The season is not over. With six playoff spots this year, you still have a chance. Um, you know, Again, like we said with Blue Water Tower last year, just get in. All you have to do is get in and start steamrolling people. Absolutely, and we know that the MFers have a strong lineup. He's getting Tom Brady back. Um, probably going to try and uh, finagle his way into getting maybe another piece, you know, maybe one more piece that 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 maybe starts making his run. Or does another loss or two put him into the fire sale? We know the new rules. You can only trade two draft picks this year. Um, do you think that hinders people when going into a trade because with not – with this league not wanting to trade players, do you think that restriction on the two uh, draft pick trades will hinder this year's league as far as people being tra- being able to trade? Yeah, you know, I really see is that I really see that being as a big hindrance this year. Um, you know, this is something that is you know probably going to put the block on a lot of deals that would have probably been done um, as we see the year move along or that would be done as that we see the year move along here because um, no doubt there will be a team per possibly building for next year um and you know maybe some of these owners that were up in arms about this number of draft picks that could be traded may not be so uh, hard against that rule once they themselves are put in the position of trying to build for next year um you know because they're at the bottom of the standings um as the year moves along it's going to be interesting and i can't wait to see what happens um but let's go into uh second down let's look at the message board it's always a good time to see what people are talking about. Um, the cockeyed sucking balls earlier tonight is trying to uh, lure people in um, with blues tickets to try and get trades done, um, a strategy I haven't seen in the past. Uh, maybe it works out. We'll see. There hasn't been any discussion further as uh, the, suck- the sucking bulls are trying to get players uh, on his team lured by blues tickets. Yeah, this is interesting. Um, you know, from what I understand, there were some direct messages also sent to people with other types of favors that, um, you know, some insiders were telling me about. This is a guy that really has no standards. He will do anything to get ahead in this league. And he's seeing the light at the end of the tunnel at this point when he's grouped in that top four of the league. This is a guy that will win at any cost. And, uh, you know, this blues ticket situation is just another sickening reminder of what this guy will do. Yeah, absolutely, and that was something that I uh, I didn't see coming. Um, it, it, to me, as a newcomer, um, maybe you don't do that. I don't know. It seems kind of weird that you would uh, try and lure people in with blues tickets, things like that, to try and get trades done. Seems kind of odd to me. Um, you know, there were some shots fired earlier today about people not answering uh, trade requests um, in a in a 
quick enough manner. Um, there, there was some, some heated discussion as to uh, a certain owner um, not, not liking how people are getting back to him as far as trades are done. To me, if you send a trade, uh, you know, you wait for the response. If you don't get a response, then that probably means uh, they don't want to make the trade. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you there. You know, this is a guy really trying to put the pressure on people right now. Uh, like we said, this is that Daily Llamas team really trying just, you know, maybe he's using these tactics that the has been. Maybe he's learned a few things, um, you know, as he's went along in this league here from watching past years, learn a few things, you know, out of the playbook, out of the has-beens, and he's trying to pressure people into these trades. Um, you know, he hasn't broken out any of this uh, information lording over people yet, but I would see pr- su- be surprised if we didn't see that you know happening real soon in this league. Well, and you see the has-beens also earlier today, this morning actually, uh, coming out and uh, kind of throwing it, uh, throwing some information out there, kind of poking poking the bear a little bit, trying to uh, get under people's skins by saying that certain players are hurt on other rosters, kind of trying to get in people's heads. The mind games are starting. It's week five. People are trying to get under people's skins. And you see the has-beens back to the mind games. It's interesting to see how he tries to handle his business. Um, It's an interesting uh, concept that he's got over there with his team. Yeah, this isn't, you know, you can't, it's hard to argue with something that's as proven as the has-beens. You know, this is a guy that year in and year out comes out, performs, and wins the league. But, you know, uh, is this guy taking it a little too far this year? You know, he's picking on this team, the MFers. Um, you know, this is a guy that's already down. Um, I tell you what this guy doesn't mind is lording information over people and kicking people while they're down. It's embarrassing is what it is. Um it's not something that I like to see in the league. It's something that I know that other owners have expressed um, some disagreement as far as how he plays these mind games, trying to get under people's skin, um, trying to get people a little fired up and maybe overthinking things. Um, you've seen a little trash talk in the last week or so. People are starting to get a little too confident, starting to uh, trying to start you know some rumblings in, in the league as far as who's winning, who's losing, things like that. It's getting interesting after week four. Yeah, from what I can see, this this uh, cockeyed sucking bulls team is really poking the bear uh, against the knuckle push. Um, yeah, did the knuckle push team feel really confident going into this this week? Yeah, they did. And did they get upset? Absolutely. But you know, like we said, this classless team known as the cockeyed sucking bulls just goes out there on the message board and just cannot help themselves. Um, you know, is this something that's going to get this knuckle push team fired up um, and really looking for some blood here coming up in the next weeks? I wouldn't doubt that. Absolutely. Um, we, we've seen, you know, the last couple posts that the sucking bulls uh, have posted there on the message board. Maybe he's getting a little overconfident. Maybe he's riding this high, trying to keep people. Uh, off their game when they're when they're facing him. It'll be interesting to see what happens this week if he uh, continues this and see what kind of trash talk he's got. We saw him luring people with uh, blues tickets to try and trade to make his team better because I think he knows where his team is going to be going from this week forward. So maybe he's trying to uh, sweeten the deal, try and get some players to uh, keep riding this high. Yeah, we'll see what happens here going forward for this cockeyed sucking Bulls team. Um, but, you know, hard to argue with the performance that we've seen from them so far. 
so far. But, you know, are they classless on the message board? Will they do anything to win? Yeah, absolutely. You know, that's something that's it's a proven fact at this point, plain to see on the message board. Is this guy despicable? Yeah. Is he just, you know, is he the lowest of the low? Yeah, he is. But, you know what, he's a guy that's in fourth place right now. That's true. You can't argue with what's what what's going on with this team. He's winning ball games, uh, but we'll, we'll see what happens. And I and I look forward to seeing what happens on the message board throughout the weekend with this week's matchups um, going forward into the next week. Let's get into third down. It's the biggest down that I think um, in this podcast. We're going to look at the power rankings that were released earlier this week um, for this week's uh, schedule. Um, of course, um, the has-beens are up there at the top, uh, number one for the week. Um, they're 4-0. Uh, you can't argue with uh, what's going on. I, you know, I don't think we have to go in too much with uh, the has-beens being number one. I think we both agree that they probably should be number one. Um, but we got a new number two moving up one spot. The Daily Llamas get the second uh, power ranking uh, this week. I don't know if I agree, but um, you can't argue with what the team he has put out there and the points he's putting up. Yeah, the, you know, I, I can see the jump there um, in this week. They get another win. Was it against the, um, you know, what is it against the last place team in the league? Sure it was. Um, and, you know, would that would that win have even been there if we don't see the Julio performance? No, probably wouldn't have. Or, or even if, um, you know, the artist formerly known as the replacements decides to even try and play a defense, you know, do we still see that win? But, you know, um, the, the power rankings aren't showing that this week. We see this team jumping up a spot. It's hard to argue with. This is a team that we're really high on and we're still high on. And, uh, you know, we're just waiting to see um, – you know, just how high this team can come climb, especially with all the, um, you know, uh, trade rumors out there that we're seeing about these guys. Absolutely. And what's interesting is that uh, the Llamas are playing um, the next uh, person in the power ranking, jumping six spots this week, which is astonishing, um, is the cockeyed sucking bulls. I can't argue with the... Uh, three and one record but i will argue the fact that this team is the third best team in the league um even at three and one i i do not agree that this is the third best team in the league i completely disagree with this um i, I can't just, see I, how you put this team above either. dick knuckle push rowdy rafter bunch or Tim's, tim's terrific team i just cannot see how you do that and we're talking about power rankings right not actual rankings absolutely yeah these are power rankings and we think the cockeyed sucking bolts are the third best team in this league this this sounds like this uh particular wrap-up was written by somebody that was pretty close to last place i think from the league i believe the week so before i'm not sure i believe on so that. um you know i'm gonna have to Get a, send an email out here after the podcast. It's not worth to confirm. Um, but from what I understand, um, you know, this guy spent a lot of time on these. And, uh, you know, you could see that in, in the write-ups and in the information that was given in each, each uh, you know, all the detail given about every team. Can't agree more. I don't agree with this. I mean, I, I agree that, yes, he put up 163 points. He was the highest point last week. But when you look at the roster, can you really say that that roster is the third best roster in this league? No, not even going to this week, especially going against the Daily Llamas, who we think 
um, is one of the best top three teams in the league. I, I, I think they're going to get beat this week. I think that you're going to see the cockeyed sucking balls come back down to earth, um, which leads us into the fourth ranking for this week is the Dick Knuckle Push moving down two spots after the upset by the sucking balls. Looking at this roster, I think we, we've talked about it all night. That, that this is a top three team. They're built to win. Um, yes, they had a letdown last week. Although, I mean, you put up 146 points, it's not it's not something that you, you can look at and say, you know, this team isn't one of the top three teams. Um, they're consistently putting up big numbers. They just ran into a bad week of, of a team overperforming once again. Yeah, um, what can you say about the disc knuckle push team? Um, this is a guy that has, uh, you know, made it clear to his team that we are here to win, and we are here to win the championship this year. Um, so, you know, I know that's been clearly communicated. Yeah, was it a tough loss last week? You know, is Big Ben going to score almost 50 points every week? This isn't going to happen, but you know what? Those weeks are going to happen. Can you pick yourself back up and get a win this week against Blue Water Tower? Um, potentially. Yeah, potentially. Um, moving on to number five here, though. Jumping up three spots. The Rowdy Rafter Bunch. Jumping up three spots after their win. Uh, but like we said, it wasn't an, it wasn't a pretty win. He didn't put up a ton of points, but he got a win. And and getting wins in this league is all that matters. Doesn't matter if you win by a point um, or or fifty points. Uh, you get a win. You get a win. He put the right pieces in place. Um, he had guys um, put up some good numbers and get a win. Building some confidence going into this week against uh, Doug's Lemmings. Um, he's having a little bit of quarterback trouble. We've talked about that a little bit. But I think if you look at that roster, you put the right pieces out there. He's got a couple players on bye week. Um, but I think this team is still built to win and can and, and can make a run. You know, I will say this also, and I, I you know, I fully believe this that, you know, streamer QBs are one of the easiest ads to make for for most weeks, especially in this league. Um you know, not every team carries multiple quarterbacks. There's just a handful. Um, so, you know, there are good quarterbacks out there available every week. Um, and you're not going to see such a big point drop off compared, you know, in comparison to relative top tier quarterbacks as you would to see relative top tier running backs or wide receivers. And, you know, in terms of the guys that you'd have to be looking for there to replace. So, you know, this is something that this team can potentially deal with. Um, in the meantime, while we're looking at what could be, you know, a Carson Palmer out for a little while, um, or while uh, who, who's the other quarterback that that guy? Uh, I believe he has Matthew Stafford. Yeah, who Matthew had a Stafford. Terrible week last week. Yeah, and this isn't something you're going to see out of Stafford every no. week. This is a guy that is consistently puts up a lot of points. This is a team that loves to throw the ball. Um, so you know, uh, it's tough to deal. You know, a tough week for Stafford last week, but um, this is a guy that uh, you know. I, I think this team's built to win, um, and this is definitely. Uh, I agree with the rankings here. A top-tier team. Absolutely. And that will go into uh, number six on the ranking this week is the Triple T's, um, who I think personally is probably a, uh, probably should be up to number four. If you look at that roster, that is a, a team that is built to win, that has a strong roster, um, that doesn't have – I mean, has a couple holes, but has been performing – strongly the last couple weeks um they're at number six i think they probably should be right there at number four um but they're one and three they're not getting the wins that they need right now um but 
it is what it is. I think this team is going to keep going upward. We keep saying that they're gonna they're trending upward. What do you think about the ranking? Yeah, I totally agree here. Uh, I really think this Tim's terrific team. I don't know if you can just directly switch them with the cockeyed sucking bulls here in the number three spot. I think what you could what we should really probably be seeing here is a dick knuckle push bumped up to a three spot, and Tim's terrific team. Um, moved into that four spot, and the Bulls dropped down to the six spot. I think that's more realistic in these rankings, but, um, you know, we're just here analyzing them. Uh, you know, more on this Tim's terrific team. I love this team. Um, I think this is a guy that is, uh, you know, he, he clearly has some fantasy seasoning here. Um, you know, we're talking cinnamon. We're talking sugar. We're talking spices. This guy is saucy. I like this guy. He is, uh, you know, he's not panicking. He's sticking with that team. Um, and uh, I think he's make, mixing up something tasty to eat here, which could be a playoff berth. Absolutely. And and he's putting up big numbers. He's scoring a lot of points, but he's also running into teams that are also scoring a lot of points. He's had a tough schedule coming in through the first four weeks. Um, I think he has the right pieces. He has some players that um, can keep performing. Um, you know, we talked about Alshon Jeffrey. Um, we talked about a couple of the other players on this roster that maybe he could make a couple moves, start putting the right pieces in there. Um, you know, we talked about um, – we talk about this team – building to get to that playoff push um you know i mean right now if this season ended today he would be out of the playoffs which is shocking to both of us that um that they're sitting where they are but i think you know we talked about they're going to keep moving forward um but going into the seventh uh ranking the blue water tower i think this is probably where they need to be um probably in that seven uh range as far as uh you know he got some wins early in the year um but the roster is built around Cam Newton. And with Cam Newton struggling and, and banged up right now, it'll be interesting to see how this team performs. Yeah, I agree. Um, I cannot argue with their spot in the rankings here. I think they're sitting right about where they should be. Um, you know, I I am um, anxious to see what this team does for the rest of the year. This is a guy, like we said, doesn't tend to do much on the waiver wire, definitely not on the trading block. Um, so... You know, is the, this is not, you know, what what owners need to understand this year is that, yes, the playoff spots have been expanded, but there are more competitive teams and owners in this league. And, you know, we may be looking at here also, you know, this guy, here's, here's the potential situation that we could see playing out here. We could see a real nosedive coming for the Bulls, right? And we could see... At some point here, we're going to see Tim's terrific team perform. I, I have no doubt in that. I, I, I have a good feeling that they are going to um, make it to the playoffs. But what we're talking about here is that sixth playoff spot. Can the Bulls hang on and make that sixth playoff spot? Because I really, I think I see that's how this is playing. I see this playing out. And um, could we see a push from like a sleeping giant here from the MFers? Um, yeah, they're 0-4. That is a deep holded, you know, pull yourself out of um but you know this sixth spot as and you know in my opinion um you know is really up for grabs here so you know this blue water tower team may need to change their tactics this year we can't just be sitting around waiting for cam to do it all for us we need to go out and be active on the waiver wire potentially be trading some players um 
and really be fighting for that sixth playoff spot this year. I don't know if this guy has it in him. I couldn't agree more. Um, it seems to be a situation where the front office is kind of stuck in their ways. You don't hear much from him. He doesn't talk to the media. You you really don't see him active, like you said, on the waiver wire or trading players to try and build this team up a little bit. Um, maybe it's something that he needs to look real hard in the mirror and, and maybe start trade. you know, changing the way he sees this league and sees how, where his team's going to go from here and, and into the future. Um, and then looking at 8, 9, and 10, I mean, you know, I mean, you look at fantasy lives matter, Doug's lemmings, the MFers, all are, are underperforming. Doug's lemmings, we think, probably should be number 10. Um, they're probably the worst team in this league. Um, they just have nothing going for them. Obviously, we've been disappointed in the MFR all all season already. Fantasy Lives Matter. I think they have too many Packers on their team. They're just not they're not putting it together. Um, so I think these bottom three teams are right where they need to be. Yeah, I can't argue with this. You know, once you get to the eight, nine, ten here, it's pretty much a toss up. Um, you know, I think the sleeping giant clearly is the MFers. Um, we're waiting for that team to explode. I, I, I'm anticipating it happening. Um, we're going to really need to see some lineup adjustment here coming from Fantasy Lives Matter. I don't know if it's going to happen. Um, you know, just like Blue Water Tower, does this guy have it in him to go against what his intuition is at this point and start making some changes that might feel uncomfortable to him but really would put him in a position to get some wins and possibly make a push for the playoffs this year? Because what we're talking about here is going to be um, a, a real battle, a knockdown, slobber knocker, drag out fight for this sixth playoff spot. And, you know, with one win at this point, this hashtag Fantasy Lives Matter is in the fight. Absolutely. Um, we obviously know that this is a team that's underperforming that at some point has to break out and start getting some wins. Um, they obviously have a strong roster. They're projected almost every week to score the most points in the league. Um, it's got to be a situation where maybe this starts turning around. But like you said, for Fantasy Lives Matter, is this a situation where maybe they start trading some players to try and maybe build for the future? Um, what are they going to do? Are they going to start making some deals? Are they going to try and build up the roster to try and make a push for that sixth, fifth playoff spot? Or is this something that, uh, is this something that we just – we just they just fold and 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 then you know Doug's Lemmings. I mean, this is a team that probably needs to start maybe building for the future. Um, that I don't know if they will though for the playoffs, or does he have it in him to trade and start building for next year? From what I understand, this is a guy that was vehemently opposed to um, you know any of these draft pick trades or anything along those lines. You know at the uh, uh, at the draft this year. So, uh, you know, I, I don't know if this guy has it in him to build for next season, if that w that's what he's going to have to do at a certain point, and I think he might. It's going to be interesting to see how he handles the next couple of weeks, especially depending on how his team performs this week and next week. And it'll be interesting to see if he starts making some trades and to see if everybody starts making trades because people are going to start – juggling in the standings and, and we're going to see some things start changing and that'll lead us right into fourth down and in fourth down let's talk about this week's matchups let's talk about some predictions on what we think is going to happen there looks like there's going to be some intriguing matchups this week some teams are um, looks like I mean, the majority of the teams are, are 
projected to score a lot of points this week, but as we've seen before, um, these projections are not what will actually happen in this week. Not to be trusted in a lot of ways. I will say this, um, just you know, uh, starting from one of the more intriguing matchups here, two teams that are three and one, um, the Daily Llamas and the Cockeyed Second Bulls. Right now, the Bulls are projected to win this game, which is uh, shocking. It's that's, shocking. It's unbelievable. Could we see another win in the, or, you know, another notch in the Bulls' belt here, buddy? You know, that's what I cannot believe I'm going to see next. But you know what? Does Big Ben have it rolling at this point? He's got the offense firing on all cylinders from what I could see last week. Week against what had had been in previous weeks, you know, yeah, they were playing in the rain, but in previous weeks we saw that KC um, defense perform pretty well, absolutely, and, and they looked like a high school team against Big Ben in that offense. It did not look good. I will say, does Antonio Gates, Terrell Pryor, Frank Gore, Devontae Parker, are these going to be the type of players that keep? Overperforming week in and week out, I don't see it happening. I I don't know. Maybe it ha- maybe it does. I don't. We could be surprised every week. We could be talking about how surprised we are that this team keeps winning. But if you look at going from the the Bulls roster, looking at the Llamas roster, you'd have to think that the Llamas are going to win this game. Um, does Matt Ryan and Julio Jones hook up for another big game? They're going against a strong Denver defense, which could be tough for the Llamas to overcome. Um, but you look at, you know, I've, I've heard from sources that uh, Murray um, for Oakland is, is banged up, may not even play on Sunday. That could be tough for the Llamas. Um, he has some guys he's kind of putting in there. You know, he's got some Macklin's on a bye. Brandon Cooks is on a bye. TJ Yeldon's on a bye. So he's the, – the sucking bulls may have lucked out here facing a team that's, that's struggling with bye weeks. Absolutely. Um, you know, this happens every season where we're going to see that matchup where, you know – Number one, did we expect the Bulls to be in this position? Absolutely not. But number two, did we really think these two teams were going to be playing in such a high-stakes game at this point? You know, um, we didn't think this game was being, going to be as high-stakes because we expected the Llamas to be where they are, but this Bulls team is truly a surprise. Um, you know, I like the Eddie Royal pickup there um, from the Llamas. He could potentially have a big week uh, for Chicago. Um, had a good week last week, uh, but there are a lot of questions in that lineup as, you know, as – as we look up and down it and uh, like you said catching this guy on his tough bye weeks um, you know this is something that proved to be really good for the Bulls and push them even farther to the top of the rankings here it's crazy that we're even having that conversation but you look at the Llamas they have three Falcons on their team right now that are facing that tough Denver defense Murray's banged up he may not even play uh, it's going to be interesting to see how this one shapes up because going from four and one to three and two, I mean, if you go three and two this week, it's going to be a juggling match as far as uh, where the standings are going into week six. Um, so that'll be interesting to see. Another intriguing matchup that I think is going to be interesting to see is that Triple T's team going against the MFR. Um, these are two teams that are still trying to find themselves. You got a one and three team going against an zero and four team. Um, it's a, it's an intriguing matchup all the way through. Are are the MFers going to finally put up that big week, maybe that two hundred point week that they've been begging for for the first four weeks, or is it going to be another 140, 140 point week and gets beat by ten points? 
Yeah, you know, um, I I like a cup. You know, I like the Brady pick. I could see him throwing for at least three touchdowns this week. This could be a huge week for Brady on his first week back. Um, you know, and the projection is most definitely showing that. Uh, but going down here, um, we could see Beckham with a big week here against Green Bay. That's not a very good defense. But at the same time, you have Beckham who just came out today saying he doesn't. He's not even enjoying playing football. Is that a guy that? <laughs> that you're confident going into this week that's going to score the 17, 18 points that he's projected. Yeah, and I got to tell you this. I don't like Hopkins, and I don't like Miller against that tough, tough, tough Minnesota defense. I got to say, they're right up there with that Denver D this year. They just shut people down. Absolutely. And then on the other side of things, the triple T's, um, we talked about the Ashan Jeffrey roster spot. Is he going to get 16 points like he's projected? I don't know. He's pretty. He's banged up. You don't know what you're going to get out of the Chicago offense. Is Brian Hoyer going to have a week like he had last week where he's throwing the ball around? Um, or is it going to be the Chicago offense of what they've seen the, la- the, the first three weeks where it was just nowhere to be found? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, you know, what do we see out of John Brown this week? That right. is a giant question mark for me. Um, Dixon. That's not a guarantee. Yeah, is he playing this week? Yeah, does that Washington defense suck? Absolutely. Will he get some carries? How many carries is he going to get? Absolutely. We just don't know at this point. Um, does the guy have the talent? Absolutely, but he has to be given the ball. Um, so, you know, we could potentially see uh, something a lot over that projected here, but does that even out with, you know, maybe that Jeffrey prediction there or the John Brown? I think that John Brown projection is also pretty high. Yep. Um, you know, where do those even out? And uh, really, who comes out on top here? Yeah, you know, the projecteds, um, you know, are, you know, we're looking at almost a 20-point difference here. Um, but, uh, you know, there are a lot of guys here that some of them may be a little bit under the what they're going to do, and some of them look to be grossly over, in, you know, my opinion, uh, projected-wise to what, the, you know, we're probably realistically going to see out of some of these guys. Well, and what's funny is I think that you're going to see uh, a, a lot closer – uh, point total between these two teams and what the projection leads us to believe. And and my my this was kind of shocking to me, but we're sitting here at week five and you have a Tom Brady versus Carson Wentz matchup. I mean, I didn't think we would actually have to have that conversation, but the Triple T's are riding high on Carson Wentz. Is he going to be able to continue to put up some of the numbers that he's been doing? It's going to be interesting to see how this matchup pans out but i'm looking forward to watching it can the mfers finally get a win and start going upward like we think they should or is it going to be 0 and 5 and we're talking about a rebuild there's a lot of question marks in that front office it's going to be interesting to see what happens completely agree there yeah um this is a this is a game these first two games here these are games that i'm going to be watching closely um you know just for simply because of the fact that that daily llamas and bulls matchup. Um, that is a matchup that is going to be a fight for one of the top spots in the league. And then that MF or Tim's terrific team, which team can find its feet? Which team can start finding itself at this point in the season? You know, I'm anxious to see. And that moves me right into, um, you know, one of the more uh, one of the other intriguing matchups here. Um, I, I, it has to be the knuckle push and blue water tower, actually. Um, this knuckle push team needs to get back on its feet after a tough loss, a real, you know, a uh, real beat down. Um, from the Bulls, and uh, you know this Water Tower team is also looking to pick itself up for not even scoring a hundred points last week. Um, you know, 
what I'm seeing here is that I, I know this knuckle push team is team is going to be fired up going into this week. They really need a win, um, and they could really seeing with other two three and one teams playing each other again this week. They could sit, look to separate themselves from the pack here a little bit, um, you know, along with whoever other you know whoever else wins that game. Well, and you look at that team. I mean, he's got Drew Brees on a bye, so. Joe Flacco's in his roster right now. Is he going to be able to continue to do what he's doing? He's going against that Washington defense. I look for him to put up good numbers. Uh, but is Stephon Diggs um, going to be able to, and Matt Forte even, going to be able to get back to what they were doing the, the first couple weeks of the season? Forte's going to go up against that tough Pittsburgh defense. Um, you know, can Stephon Diggs get into a groove early in that game? going against a Houston defense that doesn't have a J.J. Watt um, that seems to be kind of trending downward. But looking on the other side, uh, Cam Newton's banged up. He may not even play. Um, you know, Michael Floyd, is he going to continue to do things? Um, that ball gets spread around a lot. Carson Palmer's probably not going to play against San Francisco. So, you know, what's Drew Stanton going to do in that offense? Is he going to be able to perform? You have, you know, Sims, Coleman, Bennett, uh, Bennett's going against Cleveland, but with Tom Brady, who likes to throw to uh, Gronkowski and Edelman a lot, is he going to see the type of touches? You know, Evans is going up against Carolina. Tough matchups for him. I see the knuckle push getting back on track, winning, and probably winning big. Um, it, but it'll be interesting to see how it matches up with um, certain players going against some defenses. Are there some players going to have some bounce back weeks? Yeah, this is a week where we could see, you know, some bounce, you know, a, a big bounce back from the knuckle push and, uh, you know, a big win. Or we could see this thing really come down to the wire depending on, um, you know, how certain players are feeling at game time and also the performances that we get out of them. Um, you know, it's just hard to say. Um, so, you know, this is another one right here that is going to have to be watched closely um, because this has big implications in terms of what Blue Water Tower is looking like, in terms of being able to make it the playoffs this year, and also what the knuckle push is looking like to be able to make uh, to be able to stay in that top tier of the league. It's going to be interesting to see. Now, going into the Hasbins versus hashtag Fantasy Lives Matter, uh, it seems to be a Green Bay Packers game. Whatever the Green Bay Packers do is probably going to decide this ball game. Um, you got the has-beens with Aaron Rodgers on his side. Um, he has a team that's been scoring a ton of points. Um, but are the guys that he has going to keep overperforming? Or does, you know, is Crabtree going to keep doing what he's doing? Marvin Jones um, for Detroit, is he going to keep seeing a lot of the touches? Uh, you know, I mean – with with Brady coming back, who knows what's going to happen with Gronk? He may have a 30, 40 point night, you know, the first week back going against a, a, a Browns defense that is just abysmal. We could see Blunt possibly fall off this week a little bit Absolutely. with Brady back. Absolutely, too. And then, you know, like Fantasy Lives Matter, he depends on the Green Bay Packers offense. You know, he's got a lot spreading about. Has he, does he have too many Packers on his team? He, they all can't score. You know what I mean? Right. So it, are they all going to get to the projection of totals that they have? Todd Gurley's going up against a tough – he's going to have a tough uh, matchup against Buffalo. Uh, you know, Mike Wallace um, going up against Washington. Deshaun Jackson's kind of a, a, a boomer bust type of player. It's going to be interesting to see if Fantasy Lives Matter actually gets another win out of this or does the has keep rolling along. 
I'm probably going to go with the has-beens. I feel like they're just going to keep winning. Um, I just don't see hashtag Fantasy Lives Matter actually making a jump here and getting a win. Yeah, you know, this is a team that really needs it, but this was just not the matchup for them to move into in the next week after they feel like they got some momentum going last week. It it was uh, – this is something that I, I just see the momentum screeching to a halt here. Absolutely, and that, that'll take us into our last game of this week. It's the Rowdy Rafter Bunch going against Doug's Lemmings. Um, I We've talked about it all night. Doug's Lemmings is just falling off the radar. This is a team that also has a lot of questions in the front office. It's just, uh, you know, we talked about earlier, he has uh, three players, you know, three roster spots right now that uh, are on a bye week. Um, his kicker is questionable, uh, which is astonishing that, you know, your kicker is questionable. Um, I think that just shows the state that this team is in at this point. Absolutely. And it doesn't seem like he has much on his bench to replace the guys that are on the bye week. Um, and then we talked about the Roddy Rafter bunch is a team that, uh, relies a lot on DeMarco Murray, um, has picked up some players. Um, it's kind of a, if you look at this roster, you're like, eh. I don't know if I really like this roster, but they're putting up some numbers, and um, I think that they should win. Uh, they're going to figure out that quarterback situation. They picked up Robert Woods, who I think um, with Watkins going down uh, may start seeing some more touches um, from Tyrod Taylor. Um, he's putting some pieces together that I think uh, he's got some matchups that, that should be pretty good. Um, so I think I think the Roddy Rafter Bunch get another win and, and maybe jump up in the standings a yeah, I, I completely agree with that one here. Um, you know, I'm I'm thinking that uh, what we'll see here is uh, a Rowdy Rafter Bunch win. I think Doug's Lemming, this is the beginning of the end for this team, like I was saying before. Um, you know, this is a team, I, you know, I thought from what we saw, um, you know, what was reported from the draft, that this is a guy that was all in this year. Uh, this is a guy that was really engaged, and um, you know, as we can see at this point, um, this guy has fallen off the face of the earth. We have three spots. People are on bye weeks. Three spots in this in this lineup. People on bye weeks this week. So, um, you know, I got to give this one to the Rowdy Rafter bunch because Doug's Lemming seems to be, um, you know, checked out. Absolutely. It's going to be an interesting week. I'm excited for another week of fantasy football. I'm excited to see what shakes up after Monday night, seeing where everybody lands, seeing what the totals are, if teams can bounce back and maybe score some points and get some wins, or we're going to see some teams kind of come back to come back to reality um, and, and see their teams perform in a way that we think they're going to perform. It's going to be interesting. I'm excited to see what happens. I completely agree. Uh, you know, this is a week that could – you know, show some separation between uh, some of the better teams in this league and some of the teams that are really wanting it still. It's going to be fun. I can't wait. Uh, I've had fun tonight. Hopefully you have. Hopefully the people listening enjoy what's going on. Uh, I am Robert Trey Mason. With me, as always, is uh, Dean Atiki Barber. Uh, and, and we'll be back next week. If you guys know the words, sing it. Here it comes. Ready? Let's go. Come on.
Ya que es hablar en 